Hello, everyone. This is Ade. Thank you so much for joining me and welcome back to Five Tree Christmas Podcast. I am super excited for today's reviews. I've got a double review for you. I'll be reviewing Dash and Lily from Netflix and The Princess Switch 2 Switched Again from Netflix as well. Stick around to hear what I've got to say about this show and this movie. I'll start by reviewing Netflix's miniseries, Dash and Lily. And the synopsis says, a whirlwind Christmas romance builds as cynical Dash and optimistic Lily trade dares, dreams, and desires in the notebook they pass back and forth at locations around New York City. So let me first start by saying that I really, really enjoyed watching Dash and Lily. Uh, I have a couple little notes to get out of the way as we start here. So first, these actors are so clearly not in high school. And it's like one of the first thoughts that I had when I turned the movie on. Like, how old are these people supposed to be? Because they look like they're in their 20s, late 20s, but they're supposed to be like 17 or something. They're both 26. I looked it up. Both actors are indeed in their 20s. Um, and they're obviously very good in this mo- in this show. Um, but, you know, it's weird that they got these older people to play such young roles. I know this is a trope. This is something that happens all the time, but it it was weird to me. Second, um, just get this out of the way. The soundtrack for this movie is really fun. Um, You know, Netflix hasn't put it on Spotify yet, but, you know, many people have built their own and I've found some out there. Um, It's like a really fun alternative Christmas music list. I, I would recommend checking it out. So let's get to the actual content of the review. Dash and Lily is emotional, but it also doesn't ask much of you, which I enjoyed. You can just enjoy your Christmas, get invested in these characters and invested in their journeys um, and enjoy. uh, And and I liked that. Um, I rested easy while watching. You know, it was lighthearted. It was was easy to consume. uh, And I, I did so in short tidbits. I'd probably watch one to two episodes at a time. You know, the plot and the whole conception of the story is great. Um, and that's mostly because it's based on a book that already exists out there, right? So they had a lot of content to draw from. And, you know, watching the story play out from both of their points of view led to some really delightful surprises. And so I really liked the structure um, that they, you know, took from the book, but the way that they presented it in the movie, it was really well done. So I appreciated also how both of their love interests weren't, that weren't each other, you know, they weren't terrible people, you know, they took the time to really humanize them before casting them off, which of course they had to, because this is a love story between Dash and Lily. Um, but it, it was just nice. And, and they, they humanized them in really interesting ways, you know, with Lily's love interest, they, they ask us to examine how these pivotal moments in our lives, uh, you know, can be viewed really differently. Um, and so that was really interesting. You know, I, I, I found myself thinking, back what are the times in my life what are the things that you know moments in my life that I remember or things that I've done or or happened to me um, that I might need to look at in a different light if I talk to somebody else who was there right um, so that was interesting and I and I also appreciated that they chose to portray Dash's ex as you know this like refreshing kind sweet supportive person um, who did want him back right but um, you know she's not some evil witch there to like you know get Lily and, and she's not unhappy with the whole thing she's just really supportive of Dash and I, I appreciate that. So, you know, besides the two other love interests, I, I really liked the whole cast of supporting characters. Dash's friend Boomer stands out as, you know, the highlight for me. He stole every scene um, that he was in. He was real and refreshing and fun. And I also really loved that he had a great rapport with Lily, which was unexpected, but a really nice addition um, to the movie. Those, those two had really fun chemistry on screen. 
Uh, I also really enjoyed Lily's brother Langston and his boyfriend Benny. Uh, I, I liked you know following their relationship as well, but I was also thought it was particularly fun that um, Benny was so invested in, in Lily's journey. So that was fun too. I really liked seeing Grandpa Arthur. Uh, he was great. Uh, this is kind of I think maybe the second or third thing that he's been in this year. So um, kudos to him for having a great Christmas season um, and being in kind of all the, the hits. He was the grandpa in the Christmas bow as well. So that was fun. Um, I really liked Mrs. Basil E., her aunt, uh, her great aunt. And let, me, let me just give a side note shout out to the story, Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. You know, the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler, I think it's called, was one of my favorite books. Uh, my sister and I loved it as kids. So <laughs> kudos to them for getting a good shout out. Um, you know, I really enjoyed um, that every single story in the show was given time to resolve itself. Now, you know, some of them were rushed. A few of them took too long. But all in all, we get answers to all the questions that we have. And that is uncommon, um, you know, this Christmas season. So I'm learning to be really grateful for that. Um, you know, I, I'll also add that one of the standout scenes from the show for me is where uh, Dash is getting dinner with his dad and his dad's girlfriend, and he has to dig really deep to change the tenor of that conversation. His dad is kind of, you know, he's an emotional, emotionally abusive guy. And, um, you know, so his his Dash's ability to change that conversation into something that was positive and uplifting, uh, I thought was a really great choice, um, you know. I appreciated how the show reflected to us that sometimes, even in situations that aren't our fault, we have the power to 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 change what what's going on, change the perceptive, change the narrative. And I don't think that they did so in a way that excused his father's bad behavior. His dad is still a, clearly a bad dude. Um, but so I, I just thought they they played that scene really well. For balance, I think I want to share a few things that I, I didn't love about the miniseries. I'll first say that there were a lot of, of moments of teen drinking, and I get it. Teens drink. That's It's a thing that happens, but not everyone does, and it would have been nice to have a little bit of diversity in the area just to reinforce to, to teens out there that it's not like everybody doing it, right? Um, so that was a, a minor one, but but I could have done without so much teen drinking. And second, I thought that, you know, the, <laughs> Dash and Lily and, and, and some of their side characters were a bit selfish at times, you know, but I find that I get this feeling often when I watch teen dramas and, and um, you know, I want to, I hold back from being too, too critical um, because I, I recognize that as adults, it's really easy to forget how, you know, when you're a teen, it, it just feels really tumultuous, even if you have a, a good teen good time in your teens. So I, I excuse them a bit for that. So I think Dash and Lily could have very easily become a show that was just about shenanigans that two teens, you know, gave each other uh, in a series of dares. Uh, however, I think that they really utilize every dare to show us an aspect of their life. We get to see the full scope of what life is like for two teens in New York City. And, and I didn't grow up in New York. I didn't grow up in the city. I grew up in the suburbs. So some of it feels really vast and crazy to me. However, you know, I, I think um, that broadly speaking, I, I'm just so appreciative that they, you know, we get to know Lily's uncle and her cousin and and her favorite bookstore and, you know, so many different things about her through the dares. And we get to see some of Dash's favorite spots and, and how he thinks about the world through his dares, right? So they took it one step further than just doing dares as shenanigans and took it to the next level by using the dares to show us their lives. And I really appreciated that. We got to see their lives, their families, their friends um, through the dares. And, and I thought it was great. You know, overall, Dash and Lily is incredibly fun TV. I think everyone should watch it. For me, if it loses any points, it's it's around rewatchability. Uh, you know, I'm not rushing back to watch it 
again anytime soon, even though I, I did really enjoy it. Um, I'm happy to, to find, I, I, you know, I Googled it. I'm happy to find there is a, a book sequel. Um, so that means there is room for another Dash and Lily miniseries in our future, which is great. Um, and I would welcome that. So I gave this a plot type of 3A. Dash is a Scrooge and Lily through, you know, all of the shenanigans of the book, um, you know, helps him find the true meaning of Christmas and, and appreciate the season. I give it a four and a half out of five Christmas tree rating. I really did enjoy it. And I hope that you'll check out Dash and Lily on Netflix. Up next, I'll be reviewing The Princess Switch 2, Switched Again, also from Netflix. So the synopsis for this movie says that when Margaret's Christmas coronation complicates her love life, her double Stacy steps in to save the day. But will a third lookalike ruin the plan? You know, that's Netflix's synopsis. I actually like Google's synopsis better, so let me read that one as well. It says, when Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montanaro and hits a rough patch with boyfriend Kevin, it's up to her double, Princess Stacy, to get these star-crossed lovers back together. All right, so before I get into my review of Princess Switch 2 Switched Again, I want to say a couple things. So first I want to say, uh, yeah, that you know the hair and makeup in this movie is fantastic. It's really well done, and Vanessa Hudgens still has a terrible accent um, or set of accents, and that's exactly what we need for this Christmas. Get that out of the way. The second thing that I want to say to start this review is that you know I really really like Princess Switch One. I thought the original was delightful. Um, it has a lot of laughs, and I don't have anything bad to say about that. And I and I say that now because I want you to understand the context and where I'm coming from when I say that I really love Princess Switch 2, Switched Again, and I love it more than the original. You know, this year I've been frustrated by the amount of seriousness that some of the lighter and funnier movies seem to have. Think about One Royal Holiday or A Timeless Christmas from Hallmark. They're missing that slightly unhinged and, and funny and bonkers nature that makes movies like these fun to, to enjoy and laugh along with. Look, I get it. Sequels are usually hard. And, you know, when the sequel is just okay, we celebrate that because it's hard to follow original success. And I think that A Princess Switch 2 did what very few sequels are able to do, which is take the heart and fun from the first movie and then up the ante with with real, understandable, serious problems, right? So in this movie, they gave uh, Stacey and the Prince kind of marital problems, um, you know, and and that was fun to watch. They gave Margaret and Kevin a, a breakup story that was understandable and made them vulnerable. They gave us two villains, not just one, you know, one of them was over the top crazy and uh, one of them was a bit more understated and a little bit unexpected, although I did see it coming from from a mile away. So I, I still very much enjoyed the surprise of, of it all, though. I want to, you know, talk about um, the relationship between Princess Stacy and Crown Prince Edward first. You know, I really appreciated that they chose to flip the script on what the normal challenges that we see for royal couples are in these movies. You know, the typical story is that, you know, after this fairy tale romance, there comes, uh, they get married and, and the new person who's married into the royal family is really struggling to find their place. You know, they're disappointed by how much time they get to spend with their, their royal love and they have a hard time adjusting to royal life, broadly speaking. But the princess, which too, really turns that story on its head. Um, you know, in the years since we've seen them, Stacey has adjusted, adjusted beautifully to, to royal life and her responsibilities. She enjoys the work that she's doing. She thinks her work is important. And then on the other hand, you know, it's Prince Edward who's frustrated that they're not getting that honeymoon period with, you know, together that they had hoped for. 
he's willing to sacrifice some of his duties to get the time with his wife um, that he that he really wants. And so watching that story play out, it, it was so unique and refreshing and really beautiful, actually. Um, and there were lots of laughs around the way with, you know, Olivia trying to keep Prince Edward away from her so they can do their all of their ruse stuff. And, and he was really questioning his relationship and going to seek counsel with who he thought was, you know, Margaret. So I, I just really enjoyed that storyline. I thought they told it really well. There was humor. There was tenderness, there was love, and, and they really did a great job. You know, uh, with all of the storylines that happened in this movie, uh, you know, it, I, I thought it would be hard to, to tell both couple stories really well. But I also think the story between Margaret and Kevin plays out beautifully. You know, there's real regret. There's real frustration with the way that the relationship ended the first time and a real hesitation to jump right back into it. In the end, love wins out, and it's really beautiful. Um, I, I just thought it played as as very real, very sweet, um, and and just well done. Well, kudos to them for getting those two love stories really, really right. Um, and and I thought it would be hard for them with so much going on. You know, you have two royal couples, you have an institutional or constitutional or you know royal crisis. You have this third, like literally insane, bonkers, crazy version of Vanessa Hudgens, um, kind of just out here with her minions doing insanity. And I thought it would be really hard to stick the landing of this movie, but they did it. They did it beautifully. Um, you know, it the, the end of a movie is what leaves the taste in your mouth. It's what you reflect on, you know, so often as you think back about the movie. And if there's anything I can say without a doubt about this movie, it's that they stuck the landing. The emotions were real. The romance is there. Um, you know, they, they've, they've, they've had their wedding. They're, they're in love. There's that sweetness to it. There's a lightness there. Um, there was joy. And the music matched the moment beat for beat. I was so shocked at the end when they start playing that song after her coronation. And the music just really captures the moment. It's light. It's Christmassy. It's romantic. It's whimsical. Um, you know, the coronation at the end was given the space that it really deserved. You know, I was expecting, uh, I was expecting them to give us kind of a Princess Diaries 2 drive-by version of of the coronation but they they really did it you know they gave us the ladies in waiting they gave us um you know re religious people give you know who are officiating the ceremony they gave us the orb and the scepter which are you know the appropriate tools for a coronation it was detailed it was whimsical it was romantic it was well done um you know it, it they mixed the bonkers craziness with the romantic sweetness with the christmas all so well, and they got it right on on every level, in my opinion. You know, I I I'm really really happy with this movie. Uh, you know, everything from the vows to the music to the relationships, all of it was what just hit the mark for me. It had that trademark kind of princess switch comedy and heart, and I I give them full kudos. Um, you know, I I gave this a plot type of two B slash four. So there's a little bit of like save Christmas, save the royalty, royal family, save Margaret, um, and then there's a little bit of two B, which is like you know you're running into your old flame. Can you resolve your issues? And that's for Kevin and Margaret's storyline. Um, so as you can might have anticipated, I give this movie five out of five Christmas trees. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I I think they pulled it off. Um, I think there's already a sequel underway. I can't wait to see what they have have for us in the future and. Uh, Kudos. I hope you'll check out Princess Switch 2 Switched Again on Netflix. So that is it for my reviews of Dash and Lily and the Princess Switch 2 Switched Again 
both from Netflix. I hope you enjoyed these reviews. And if you'd like to see the written reviews of these movies, you can find them on my Instagram at 5TreeChristmas or on Facebook also at 5TreeChristmas. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can reach me by email at 5TreeChristmas at gmail.com. That is it. Thank you so much for joining me. These were such fun um, TV show and movie to review. I had a blast and I hope you'll check them out. And here's to the next review.